This is episode 161 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to talk about something you might have asked yourself at the end of your last launch. Was it a good launch or was it a bad launch? Keep listening and I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I want to thank you for joining me today. If you were listening last week, well, you know, we kind of kicked off a pseudo series. I call it a pseudo series, but it really is a series of episodes that I didn't want to just clump together and Last week, if you haven't already listened to that, I'd say go back and listen to it because we talked about some of the the kind of unintentional ways that we might be killing our launches before they start. This week, we're going to dive into something that I hear, you know, it's interesting. I hear a lot of people talk about their launch results. They share their launch results with me. The good, the bad, the ugly, the challenging, the bombs, the stinkers, the wins, and what we always come out on the other end with, with when I'm discussing this with my friends, other business owners that I know, is that really there's no bad launch unless, you know, you forget to really show up and do everything you set out to do. That's when it's really a bad launch. But a few years ago, when I was working on a bunch of different higher profile launches, and I, I do that every now and then because I really do want to stay in the mix, know what's working, what's not, and then share that with you. But during that time when I was working on more than normal of these bigger launches, I made a really huge realization. And that is that there were some specific things people at all levels of business were doing. So whether it was the five-figure launch the six-figure launch, the seven-figure launch. And to me, all of those are successes. Now, you might think that if you're, you know, if you're the person you respect, they have a six-figure launch that you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let's say they share their launch story. But you don't know what went inside, what is inside their business and how, what goals they set for themselves and what targets they hit or they didn't hit. Maybe to them, it wasn't such a great launch. So on the outward appearance, you know, there are some really, on the outside, really, people are doing some specific things that do lead to these better launches. So there's no secrets. There's nothing fancy. And this is really just straightforward stuff, really. And when I saw this, I really brought this back into the Fearless Launching group. And I said, guys, 
So-and-so isn't doing anything differently from you on the outside. This is why all of the invisible stuff. And you know what? I'm going to share with you the audio from our last Encore replay of that. We'll do that next week. But the important thing isn't that outward stuff because a lot of people do that kind of stuff. It's really the internal work, the pre-work, the preparation that's super important. So it's easy to see how you might follow what you see and think, wow, I did exactly what that person did. They had a seven-figure launch. I had a four, three-figure launch, whatever. Yikes, what happened? Well, today I'm going to share some of those things that set the big launches apart from ones that fall apart or fall flat or don't exactly work the way we think that they should. Before we do that, though, I I really do think it's important to say this, that failure comes in all different shapes and sizes. Your win is another person's failure. I think I kind of hinted at that just a few, few seconds ago. Another person who thinks they had a stinky launch, you'd settle for that number any old day of the week. So here are the key pieces in play on those successful launches. And I'm purposely not telling you which launches because honestly, I don't want you to be clouded by the name, the person, what your expect, you know, your story that you tell yourself about these launches is, okay? So here they are. Number one, they had a clear offer and audience. They got, they were clear on their offer and audience and they expressed it in a clear way. And it was clearly to a very specific group of people. They had systems that were working, didn't have any really many changes or breakdowns or updates. No one was running around trying to get the latest and greatest payment processor or website, you know, course platform or something like that. Three, planning was done far in advance. And when I say far in advance, I mean far in advance. I mean, not one month, not two months, maybe three months plus. Some people went to the three or four month mark, but there's some people that plan a year in advance. Number four, people were hired well before the open date. I've worked on launches where we literally were retooling, like within a couple of weeks, no more than a month, we were back in it improving for the next experience, okay? So, and people were being hired well before that open date, well before even the preparation dates. Number five, the communication strategy was mapped out and outlined before as well. And that's long in advance. (laughs) It doesn't mean that every single email was written or that all of the webinar slides were done and, and a script was created, a year in advance, but things were definitely started within six months of that launch. Not one month, six months. Partners were contacted and used. Not all had big affiliate teams, but these were definitely instrumental. Okay, so the people that had affiliate partners who were already in action, those are the ones that worked and, you know, were the most successful. Seven, consistent communication, publishing, started six to eight weeks out from the launch, period. Some people were performing six months in advance to try to like kind of, and creating different resources that people could download way in advance to really warm people up, to let people know what was coming. Metrics, this is the big one. 
This is the hard one, guys, because I know, I know I got some, I know I got some creative souls in the house and metrics and numbers and analytics are not your bag, baby. <laughs> I, I hear you on that, but they are important. So if you are not a numbers person, you need to find a numbers nerd and get them to help you figure this stuff out, to help you analyze what's happening and in a way that you can understand it. So beyond that, there was really good design involved, but it didn't necessarily have to be fancy. It just had to be thought out. Um, there are often times when the fanciest, most polished of graphics does nothing for a launch. It's when things look homemade, looks kind of junky, really janky, that it actually works better. This is something that I think Shaleen Johnson mentioned once about her own launches. I know at least one other client who noticed this as well. Sometimes they use webinars. Most of the time people use ads. There was always something live happening, but really nothing beyond that. There were no fancy tools being em employed. It wasn't like I could say, oh, everybody's using this. Everybody's using Stripe. Everybody's using, you know, SamCart. Everybody's using Infusionsoft. Nope, there were no tools comparisons here. Nothing so complicated. Like I said, some people didn't even do a webinar. Some people didn't even have a video series. So what if you get could get all these things handled in advance that I'm talking about in this top, like let's see, top eight. And I can go through those again, but what if you could get those handled? Then you'd be able to add in any of the newer tactics you see people using like video, messenger ads, retargeting, Instagram stories ads, Add that extra Facebook Live layer or maybe have, a, have the bandwidth to pull off a challenge. I mean, if that sounds cool to you, I, I mean, this is what we talk about in the workshop that I'm going to share with you since we've already finished it. It's already happened twice. And, and that teaches you how to handle those invisible but powerful steps you take before all the sexy showy stuff happens. And that's the stuff I know you see people doing it. You assume that's what's causing the good launch, but it's actually the well thought out situation that I discussed before. So let me just go through those one more time because I think it bears repeating clear offer to an actual audience that wants it. I mean, I think that that's pretty clear, but you can look at certain offers and be like, oh, I know exactly who that's for. So look in your Facebook feed now and look at whatever ads are coming up and say, oh, that's for that kind of person. That's for that kind of person. If you see really clearly defined products, services, then you know that they're likely on the fast track <laughs> to having a good launch. You got your systems that, that are working that you don't change within even a few months of your launch. And breakdowns, while they happen, there aren't they aren't so damaging to the overall end results of the launch. Planning, do it six months in advance, six, four to six months in advance. Like right now, as of this recording, it's November, right? So think about what's going to happen. Like, okay, it's November now. I want to launch in February. Really, that's as close to your next launch as you should be right now. I don't care how big or small it is. The more distance you give yourself, the more runway you give yourself, the better your launch will turn out. It doesn't mean you're not going to have to hustle during the launch or troubleshoot or figure out if things end up not working. It doesn't mean you're going to 
be able to put up a crappy sales page and get people to press the buy button. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to phone it in, but it does give you that distance and it gives you mental distance, emotional distance. It helps you kind of map out some of the stuff we talked about last week, which is like building stamina, building consistency, all of that kind of stuff. People getting hired well before you actually launch again. Now, I am a huge fan of that, but I understand that it's not always possible. Do your best to hire at least one key person who's going to be with you from that beginning early stage. Okay. I talk about this a lot actually in my team's course, which is over at the launch shop. And it's really a perfect gift to give your main person because it tells them that kind of point person that they're going to be. You, they don't know you're grooming them to be a launch manager, but that's pretty much what you'll be doing. Number five, communication strategy. So map out how you're going to communicate. And if you don't know, back it out six months and start talking on various platforms, looking for the best engagement, looking for the best response. Where do people show up easily? Where is it easy for you to stay consistent? And I'm not talking just on your blog or just in your email newsletter, but think about those other, you know, more fancy, visible, live or live-ish platforms. Okay, try out there. Then partners, contact them early. Get them into your get them into your whole world soon. And this was a really great thing that Becca Tracy did. And I feel actually horrible because even though she did a great job of getting me involved, various things kind of broke down for me because I was in the middle of my own launch and I wasn't able to support her as much. However, next time that girl launches, I'm on her launch train. So Becca, if you're listening to this, I'm calling myself out here because I thought I was going to totally have the bandwidth and it just didn't work out. But this is why you need to contact them in advance because you're able to do cool things like set up a Facebook group for them, let them get to know each other, tell them what's happening in the business. But remember that not all of the successful launches I've ever worked on had big affiliate teams. Sometimes you just need a few key people who really just love what you're doing to push your idea, your product, your offer, your webinar out to the world, okay? But make sure that they are self-sufficient. Make sure that they are at least somewhat committed. You can't really guarantee everything, but that's why doing that early will really help you find those key core people. Number seven, consistent communication publishing. I say six to eight weeks out, but if you're doing six months out, that's even better. That is what Terry Cole did before a launch she had last year. And she changed her whole YouTube strategy, the way she was doing YouTube. And there's a really great interview about that, which I'm going to have to find for you and link here. But absolutely, give your list time to grow, build, know that you've got value to share. And number eight, this might be one of those people you find really far in advance, and that is Looking for someone who's savvy about the metrics, the numbers, the tracking, who can help you see what your email open rates are so you don't have to necessarily look at them. And finding that person really will help a lot. Okay, so I want to shift gears really quickly just so that I can tell you about what's coming next week. So even though Fearless Launching closed its live doors last week, last Friday, which is actually when I'm recording this. So it's closing today. But when you listen to this, it will already be closed. 
I still wanted to make this webinar and this masterclass really available to you. So next week, you're going to hear all about the five invisible but powerful steps that you need to take before all that kind of visible stuff starts showing up. And knowing and handling these steps in advance, it allows you to choose whichever you know, fancy strategy you think you've got to use. So if you're ready for that, I sure am. And I'm super excited to share that with you. Fearless Launching will be available sometime soon. Make sure to check out fearlesslaunching.com if you want to know when that's coming again. But I do want to say that your success on your launch is not going to be from the visible, the surface. It's going to be from simplicity. It's going to be from your preparation. It's going to be how much time and runway you give yourself to figure all this stuff out. And it's about finding help early. So again, time is of the essence. So if you're planning on launching in 2018, get to work now. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you're launching in the new year and what your launch habits are. Are you deciding to launch and then launching in a week? I I mean, it is possible, but I say you got to know what your offer is. You got to know your audience. If you know those two things, that buys you a little bit of less time. And if you're already doing some of this stuff that I'm talking about, well, yeah, you can definitely decrease the runway if you've got that power behind you. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will talk to you soon and I'll be in your inbox next week again with our five invisible steps. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you soon. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. One more thing I wanted to add about, was this a good launch? Because I realized, did I really actually answer that question? And the truth is, you can say you've had a good launch if you truly prepare for it. If you, even if you don't make all the sales and you do this stuff, that underneath work really will start to support the work that you do. A good launch is one where you learn lessons, where you ask questions, where you do your your best to just prepare for it because how you're doing the launch makes it a success as well. So what I mean by this really, it's really when you think you've had an amazing launch and you, you know, whatever, had a six, let's say you have a six figure launch. And you say, oh my gosh, that was my best launch ever. And then you look around at the carnage around you. You look at your team, you look at your list, you look at the number of people who've unsubscribed, you look at how much hate mail you got. Or, I mean, I'm I'm saying like the absolute worst case scenario, but you know, your team's in the hospital, you're headed there, your your cat is in the corner because you haven't fed him for five weeks, or your your family is just like, what is wrong with you? Like that doesn't mean you had a good launch. It actually means you had a bad launch. So I just want you to ask yourself at the end of a launch, okay, so the numbers were good. The numbers were what they were, but did I have a good launch? Did I prepare for that in a way that allowed me to truly operate at my highest level of performance? And that's when you'll know. That's when you'll know you had an amazing launch. If you can look around and there's still smiles on people's faces and including your your team, your customers, your audience, your community, your list, yourself. If you can look at yourself in the face and go, wow, I aged about 50 years. I'm not so sure you had a good launch in that case, but you want to look for those signs that you're like, wow, I did it right. Now I just have to make some tweaks. Okay. 
So that's it. And thank you so much again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I love doing this podcast every week and I can't wait to share more with you in the coming weeks. Make sure you head over to episode 160 because that's where we started this whole series. And if you want to play catch up, go over to ansamoylove.com forward slash 160. Of course, this one is at slash 161. And that is it, my friends. Have a great one and I will talk to you very, very soon.